0: wia news hub in brisbane and wia news studios across australia this is the national news service relayed via vk1 wia
1: this is the wia news it's for week commencing december 19 2010 norwegian film crew from a tv show known as the golden goal we'll hear from them direct on this edition uk family has five radio amateurs special events and on-air contest column will be joined by Felix VK4FUQ and ZL's official news broadcast has racked up a 25 year milestone and that milestone is today. All these stories up and coming in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia for week commencing December 19. I'm Graham VK4BB. Hi this is Peter Young VK3MV WIA Director wishing everybody a very very Merry Christmas and all the best for 2011. The Asia-Pacific Telecommunity, the APT, which is the regional telecommunication organization that covers the ITU's Region 3, has commenced meeting in Hong Kong of administrations in the region. This is one of a series of meetings intended to develop common positions among Region 3 administrations to the agenda items for the World Radio Communication Conference to be held in Geneva in the early part of 2012. A member of the Australian delegation, providing a specialist amateur contribution, is Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, nominated and paid for by the WIA. Dale has already submitted his first report to the Wireless Institute of Australia's board, reporting on the meetings that commenced Monday December 13, and will continue until today, some six days in total. While this meeting is not expected to adopt final positions, It is an important step in the process leading to the WRC. A further meeting next year is expected to adopt final regional common positions. The Minister for Broadband, Communications and the Digital Economy, Senator Stephen Conroy, has released draft terms of reference for a comprehensive review of Australia's communications and media regulation. Senator Conroy said, technological innovations were rapidly leading to a converged media age and it was time to review current media and communication regulations. You can watch programs on your television, computer or mobile phones. This is just one example of how devices and platforms are converging to deliver people what they want, whenever and wherever they want to watch it, Senator Conroy said. Public consultation on the terms of reference will continue until 28 January 2011. Mul Brooks, VK3FDSL, our WIA manager has asked, Have you received your December AR magazine? Has it arrived in your area? We have become aware of some difficulties with the mailing house this month multiple delivery labels have been included in some AR magazine packages, resulting in some members not receiving their December AR. If you or anyone you know have received multiple address labels with your AR delivery, or not received your December AR magazine at all, please advise, and this is an email address, office at wia.org.au, and national office is all one word, advise them of your details so that arrangements can be made to mail replacement magazines before the Christmas shutdown. The mailing house is investigating the error. On December 5, on this WIA broadcast, Wireless Institute of Australia's ARDF coordinator Jack Brabham, VK3 Whiskey Whiskey Whiskey, filed a report about a Norwegian film crew from a TV show known as The Golden Goal. The show had contacted Jack with plans to travel halfway round the world to film a segment in Melbourne on fox hunting. Well, it happened. They arrived, had a wow of a time, and copped some great footage. Melbourne News reporter Rob Broomhead, VK3DN, caught up with Greg, VK3FOX and the guys from The Golden Goal.
0: Now you had some of the guys in your car. I did, yes, and he swung the beam and seemed to do, do okay. He kept on the signal all the time, so we had a good night. And we've got the guys here. Uh, your name is? Henrik Elberstad. And
2: you're the? Well, I'm the host of, uh, one of the hosts of uh, the TV show Golden Goal
0: in Norway. In Norway.
2: And you're? I'm the other host, uh, and uh, my name is Johan Golden. And you were on competing teams? We were having a little internal competition going on here. We didn't quite believe that we could out-race the other guys, so we uh, took it among ourselves. And you're in different cars, obviously? Obviously. uh, One winner, and even more important, one loser. And tonight's uh, activity, was it uh, what you expected? It was more than I expected, but to be honest, I didn't quite know what to expect Uh, coming down to the other side of the planet to go on something called the mobile fox hunt, which does not include any foxes, and uh, in a car in the city of Melbourne, it was uh, kind of hard to sit in, you know, two meters of snow and 25 degrees below and figure out what the guys are doing down there, So, so it was more than expected. And do you think you've got some good footage and uh, some good program for your uh, show?
0: We've yeah, we got a great segment here, uh,
2: I think so, even though I lost. Absolutely. Uh, it was very fun and it was very hard to do and uh, i'm a bit uh, amazed over the uh, the technology people actually managed <laughs> to put into shitty cars may i add <laughs> uh, not all of them but some of them They looks uh, yeah, we, we were thinking uh, where uh, are we mobile fox hunters or are we ghostbusters <laughs> we couldn't really figure out the difference but uh, oh. but we, we figured it out after a little while
0: well thank you for coming all the way down here to australia to uh film for your show and uh, we trust that it will be well received back at home it will be and thanks a lot for having us it's been uh, amazing
2: peter mill vk3zpp i'd like to wish everybody a merry christmas and all the best for the new year from the technical advisory committee
1: from vk3 to vk4 and the queensland digital group better known as qdg well it's a social group with some 44 members including two in france Digipeat, the club's newsletter is sent out via email and web page once a month with additional information to members via email only. The web page is www.qdg.org.au. Weiss in Queensland holds a net every Sunday on 7075 from 2230 UTC. The net calls in regular stations and then invites new stations to call in. If conditions are poor on 7 megs, net control may move to around 3.600 depending on how pliable the net operators are. Mix it with the other Y-Synops if you're in VK4 and call in on the net. And right around Australia, in fact right around IARU Region 3, make a note of these emergency frequencies. 3.6, 7.11, 14.3, 18.16 and 21.36. In VK5, a couple rescued by emergency services has been fined almost $1,000 by police for not having the correct emergency equipment on their yacht. A 62-year-old woman, a 71-year-old man, made it back safely to Port Pirie after their boat was battered by storms last week. The unregistered yacht's navigation devices were damaged while sailing in the Spencer Gulf and the couple were not carrying flares. However, they managed to contact police using an outdated distress radio beacon. Police say the serve as a warning to all boat owners to have the correct equipment on board. The SA Transport Department has been informed and may take even further action against the skipper. And in education, youth and advancement of amateur radio, how's this for a family? A UK family has five radio amateurs in the one family. The Daily Post reports that five members of the same family in Taiwan are now licensed radio operators. The newspaper says the latest member of the family to get an amateur radio call sign is 11-year-old Ricky Duckhouse. His father, Kevin, mum, Allison, and brother and sister, Josh, and Sonrasia, have all got licences. The article points out that foundation holder Ricky can now hold two-way conversations with radio amateurs transmitting from around the world, and his licence also permits him to talk to astronauts on board the International Space Station. RSGB General Manager Peter Kirby, Golf Zero TWW, is quoted as saying this is the start of a great adventure for Ricky and one which hopefully will continue for many years to come. It's extremely rare for five members of one family to gain an amateur radio licence, and the Duckhouse family have certainly made their mark on the amateur radio bands and put Taiwan on the map. You can read the Daily Post story in full at the web edition of when you read www.wia.org.au and check out this week's WIA Amateur Radio News Broadcast.
3: This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au. All roads lead to the Centre Victoria Radio Fest at the Kyneton Racecourse, an hour from Melbourne, Ballarat and Bendigo, on Sunday the 13th of February. The major commercial traders will be there in the bustling traders' hall. Look for their specials and pick up a bargain or two in the second-hand market areas, components, bits and pieces, connectors, cable, sealed lead-acid batteries or antennas. Want to make a sales table or car boot space booking? Then be quick and obtain an application form from the Radio Fest webpage via the homepage of the Amateur Radio Victoria website. Other attractions are the exclusive presentation on the DX0DXD expedition to the Spratleys, many lectures, radio displays and lots, lots more. Make it something you don't miss. The Centre Victoria Radio Fest at the Kyneton Racecourse on Sunday the 13th of February. I'm Bruce Lees, VK3FFF, and you're listening to VK1 WIA.
0: Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA.
4: International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW new amateur radio bands for Spain. The Spanish Amateur Radio Society URE has succeeded in gaining access to some new bands for Spanish radio amateurs. Spanish amateurs now have access to 2320 to 2322 megahertz, 5760 to 5762 megahertz, and 10368 to 10370 megahertz. Amateur use of these bands has been authorized for a year, however those intending to use two gigs must first inform the telecommunication Regulations Regulator hands on the wheel. In Canada, the province of New Brunswick has introduced a bill to control cell phone and hand-operated electronic device use while driving, and this legislation will prevent amateurs from using mobile radios while driving. RAC agrees with the intent of the legislation, but as pointed out in a letter from the President of RAC to the New Brunswick Minister of Public Safety, Mr Robert Trevers, radio amateurs have passed demanding examinations set by the Industry Canada to earn their authority to operate right equipment Federal radio regulations specifically permit radio amateurs to establish mobile stations. By tradition radio amateurs are public spirited citizens who regularly volunteer their time, skill, equipment and energy for anything from public events to providing communication in times of emergency. Radio amateurs are often at their most useful in emergency situations when using their equipment installed in their personal vehicles. Radio amateurs in New Brunswick regularly and without fail respond to your citizens needs, whether it's to help municipal municipalities. municipalities fighting flooding along the St John River, marathons or police on Halloween patrol. You will find amateur radio operators. Banning mobile amateur radio for day-to-day use will mean that there are no experienced amateur radio operators and no mobile radios available when there is a time of need. Eliminating the use of federally certified radio amateurs to use mobile radio equipment will not increase public safety but decrease it. Now some news from AR Newsline. An Italian Astronomic Study Group has announced that the European
5: Space Agency Education Office has offered 10 scholarships. These for students who present papers at the First International Academy of Astronautics Conference on University Satellites Missions and the CubeSat Conference to be held in Rome from January 24th through the 29th, 2011. Students selected by the ESA Education Office will also be reimbursed their conference registration fee and awarded a maximum stipend of €300 Euros to help cover travel and accommodation expenses. More information is online at tidyurl.com slash 25WOUY5. Another case of long-delayed echoes of a ham radio signal being heard by the originating station has been reported and this time the ham had enough time to capture the sound to a recording. Amateur Pete Brogy, DK6NP, reports hearing long-delayed echoes on seven megahertz during a geomagnetic storm on November 27th. This is part one of the recordings he made. What you just heard was what DK6NP heard 46 seconds after he transmitted his call sign at seven megahertz. Rogish said that at first he thought it was someone playing on him, so he changed frequency, re his call, and got another echo. This went on for more than an hour, enough time for Bogle to make several recordings. The long-delayed echoes are not a new phenomenon. They were first reported in 1927 by Norwegian civil engineer Jorgen Howes, but happen rarely and are not really understood. Most researchers believe that unusual propagation conditions linked to solar storms may be one of many possible explanations. Audio recordings made by GJ6NP of the 7 megahertz long-delayed echoes can be heard at brogl.net slash audio. The GB3PF 70-centimeter voice repeater near Blackburn in the United Kingdom is closing down. This after its operator, Northwestern Repeater Group, was notified of a site rental cost increase that would have the club paying more than 6,000 pounds a year for site space. That's over 9300 in U.S. dollars and is beyond the means of the small ham radio group. Until now, the group was paying what was described as a small nominal site rental fee.
0: I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, and from your friends here in the United States at the Amateur Radio Newsline, we say a hearty congratulations to the Wireless Institute of Australia on its 100th anniversary.
3: From coast to coast, Broome to Batemans Bay, from summit to summit, Mount Tambourine to Mount Wellington, this is the weekly VK1 WIA broadcast. And now making himself comfortable at the microphone is Mr. Softly himself, our anchorman supreme, Graham Kemp, VK4 Baker Baker.
1: Uh, To our weird and wonderful and boat anchors and the babe. There are a lot of websites on the internet that deal with so-called boat anchors, you know, old radio equipment full of tubes. Well, how's this site with a variation on a theme? BABE or Boat Anchor Beauty Evaluator is a website that contains a formula that includes terms such as number of knobs on the front panel, the number of knobs not generally used, the number of tubes, the number of metres, the number of devices that actually glow in the dark on their own without electrical power applied, rack space, the number of radioactive devices, and finishes with a functionality quotient which is an arbitrary value based on does everything work? Have a look for it. The web URL is on this week's WIA National News.
5: Well, this is David Wardlaw,
1: VK380W, and I'd like to wish you all a very happy Christmas on behalf of the Centenary Committee.
0: Operational News on Felix VK4FUQ. Special Events and On Air Contest column Dateline 2011. January one to thirty one, WIA Ross Hull Memorial VHF/UHF. January one, AMSAT twenty eleven Straight Key Night. January fifteen and sixteen, WIA Summer VHF/UHF Field Day includes microwave challenge with special certificates to be awarded to participants on microwave bands. March nineteen and twenty, WIA John Moyle Field Day Weekend. Still looking for your twenty ten certificate in the mail. Certificates and covering letters are in the post or have been hand delivered. So if there are any queries regarding your ID certificate, please do not hesitate to drop Peter Harding a line. bk4od at wia.org.au Special Event Stations Repeater Beacon DXN advice. L Wilson, VE1AWW-CY0, is an assigned worker on Sable Island. His schedule is three months on and three months off. Currently he is on the island and active as work schedules for mid through December. He is beginning to show up on the clusters. Marion Island Ham radio station suffering severe QRM. Pierre ZS1HF-ZS8M is partially QRT for a while until he identifies the severe electronic interference from the new base. He host to operate for short periods during this time. He thinks that he has identified the fire alarm system in the air handling units as the main culprits. Once switched on they cause severe broadband interference preventing successful head operations, even on the commercial frequencies. Pierre has relocated his zs operation to the radio room in the old base for the time being, and will be operational from there until he can eliminate the QRM. Pierre has also released another newsletter from Marion Island Special Christmas Edition, where he provides more pictures along with more details about the happenings and activities on the island. His newsletter can be found online. The RSGB reports V-Year 2 PAI has uploaded about 100,000 QSOs to the Logbook of the World, dating back to 1995. It is not complete and he still has a lot of paper logs from his IOTA activations to AS096 and AS161. Please do not send cash or IRCs while sending QSL cards. VU2PAI would prefer if you could put two or three different stamps on your envelope when you send your card. Seems VU2PAI is a keen collector of postage stamps since he was a schoolboy. Please include a self-addressed envelope or an address sticker along with your QSL card. ZS6SIG has relocated to Nairobi, Kenya and is now signing 5Z4EE. It will be doing so for the next four years. He will operate 160 through 10 meters. Please QSL yourself via NV7E. VP8SCC using various digital modes during December. This operation will be from the Falkland Island Sea Cadet Corps Unit. The VP8SCC station is managed by VP8CWQ. QSL to the Falkland Island Sea Cadet cause. Our last item in today's operational news is on broadcast, monitoring SWL and scanner news. Radio Prague. The station's financing for the next year has been drastically reduced by the foreign ministry in line with the government austerity measures aimed at cutting the state deficit. The details of the budget are still being discussed. At present, broadcasting will continue in all six languages via the internet, satellite and partner stations. And before I go this week, I'd like to wish everybody a very merry and holy Christmas, and all the best for 2011. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. The WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia. This is the National News Service relayed via VK1 WIA.
1: WIA and the National News Continues Wireless Weather Solar Mega Filament. A spectacular filament of magnetism is snaking around the sun's southeastern limb. From end to end it stretches more than 700,000 kilometres, a full solar radius or almost twice the distance from Earth to the Moon. The massive structure is an easy target for backyard telescopes. Monitoring is encouraged and it has the potential for an impressive eruption if it happens to collapse in the hours or even days ahead. You can see some wonderful photographs of this at spaceweather.com. IARU Intruder Watch, and don't forget there's a VKIARUMS reflector. That email you send subscribe to intruders at wia.org.au, and there is an Intruder Net run by David VK4CEU. It's Fridays 0730 UTC on 7.065.5, and just. We might just have a quick run through some of the amateur exclusive frequencies where any non amateur signal is definitely an intruder. seven decimal to seven decimal to fourteen decimal Now from fourteen decimal two five to fourteen decimal there should be no broadcast stations. Then twenty one to twenty one decimal 24.89 to 24.99 and 28 to 29.7. Unlicensed amateur radio operators or those with expired licences and bigger-than-allocated frequency airwaves were under scrutiny when several operators were caught in a roadblock in Brunei. The roadblock was a joint operation conducted by the Brunei Authority for Info Communication Technology and the police. All vehicles with outside antenna mounted were inspected. Reading on BruneiDirect.com, it seems in a two-hour operation, several users were found to operate open airwaves of between 137 to 174 MHz, in which they have to, and I quote, diode and need to be blocked by the relevant agencies. One driver was caught using a vehicle owned by his sibling with amateur radio equipment and with expired license where the sibling has to pay $25 for such annual license, while another driver was caught for having an open frequency and expired road tax. The operation was part of an awareness campaign to urge operators to obtain amateur radio licenses. Under Section 3435 of the Brunei Telecommunications Order of 2001, violators can be fined up to $10,000 and or three years' imprisonment. Read more at BruneiDirect.com In Media Watch, ZL's official news broadcast has, for 25 years, been under the control of ZL2BHF. Tonight the 19th of December, 2010, the date for the last official broadcast for 2010. It celebrates the 25th year that the OB has been under the control of Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. Jim has prepared all the official broadcasts during this time and has presented most of them. Now, for tonight's show, Jim has compiled from his archive some memorable broadcasts from presenters that are no longer with us. And the November-December ZL break-in is to have a report on Jim's quarter century of work with, and devotion to, the NZART's official broadcast.
5: Oh, Good morning, and this is Jeff VK3TL, the WIA Secretary, just wishing everybody out there in Radio Land a very Merry Christmas and a happy and safe New Year. As
3: time goes by, VK4BB rewinds to Ham Radio's
0: Halcyon Days.
1: Now, with thanks to our good friends at the VK7WIA News Service, it's rewind and listening in without a licence, a warning to the public. Richard VK7RO has recently located from the Mercury newspaper on 8th of September 1926 an item entitled Wireless Prosecution, listening in without licence, warning to the public. The first prosecution in Tasmania under the Wireless Telegraphy Act related to the use of a listening inset without a licence took place before the police magistrate, a Mr E. W. Turner, in the City Police Court. John Hine, a youth of Elizabeth Street, the city, was charged with having used an instrument for the purpose of receiving messages by wireless telegraphy without being licensed to do so, as required by the Act. He pleaded guilty. Uh, Mr. Dobson, who appeared for the Postmaster General's Department, stated that "...the penalties provided by the Act for breaches of the telegraph regulations were very severe indeed. Anybody who, without authority under the Act, used an instrument for the receipt of messages was liable to a fine of £500 or imprisonment for a term not exceeding five years." or if he elected to be dealt with summarily, the penalty was $50 or six months imprisonment. The case was one that could not be passed over lightly. The licence fee was only 27 shillings and sixpence, but the offence was really a fraud on the broadcasting companies who got 25 shillings out of the fee, without which they could not give the public the service they did. He did not press for a severe penalty or ask for the confiscation of the instrument but there were elements which rendered it a suitable occasion on which to give a warning to the public. Soon after these events were described, Jack Hine obtained his experimental licence and became 7 Juliet Kilo, 7 JK. He was an enthusiastic member of the club in Hobart before moving to Melbourne a few years later. Ian Patterson, VK2MW, in the latest copy of Old Timers News mentions the late, great John Hine, VK3JF. I wonder if he was the same man.
4: Hi, it's Mal Brooks here, the WIA manager. Uh, just wishing all our membership a happy new year and a merry Christmas and all of the above. And we hope to make contact with you in 2011.
1: I guess what? We are approaching the end of WIA national news. was the week before Christmas. A look at the social scene for 2011. January 30, VK2 Mid-North Coast Radio Expo. Feb 13 in VK3, Centre Victoria Radio Fest number 4 at Kite and Racecourse. Feb 27 in VK2, the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's Field Day at Wyong. Feb 27 in VK3, Yarra Valley Hamfest. April 9 in VK6 is Hills Amateur Radio Group Swap Meet at Les Murty. April 18, Worldwide is Amateur Radio Day, the first technology-based social network. World Amateur Radio Day, April 18, 2011. May 27-29, to 29, the WIA AGM in Darwin. And June 10-12, to FNARG, 2011, Caramine Beach. Thinking of attending the Far North and North Queensland Amateur Radio gathering at King Reef Resort, Caramine Beach during the June long weekend? You'd better get cracking and book your accommodation or you'll end up having to sleep on the beach. All the grey nomads of Australia, they tend to gather here on that long weekend in June, June 10-11, FNARG, the North Queensland Amateur Radio Gathering. Well, that does take us to the end of WIA News for another week. As we said, t'was the week before Christmas. We'll do it all again right throughout the Christmas break on just about every station that you're listening to now. So until we do next meet, I'm Graham VK 4 BB. Walk softly.
3: We've reported, you decide.